Salutations! And welcome to the 81st episode of the In The House (laughs) Podcast. The official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of the City Football Club. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I'm happy to be here tonight. Happy. I am happy. Uh, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to be here tonight. Uh, this is the first episode post-championship yes. final. Yes. Uh, we will obviously uh, talk a bit about uh, what happened in the game. Uh, we are not nearly as excited as we were a year no, ago this at this time. this would have been a different show. Yeah, it would have sure. had a different vibe to yeah. it. Um, but ultimately, I think that uh, we're going to try to have this show be a uh, reflection of positivity on a season that ended better than could reasonably have been expected any point in the season until the end. Frankly, better than anybody thought it was going to. Uh, other than maybe at other the beginning than, of the yeah. year when we were all extremely bullish on what this team was going to be. So, uh, yeah, that's what we got going on. Yeah. And um, I, I'm going to need somebody to discuss it with. And I can think of only one person who's qualified to that task, and he is checking baby carriages. He's coming to us live tonight, checking baby carriages on the uh, forest moon of Endor. <laughs> Andy Frederick, yeah, welcome yeah. in, buddy. You doing okay? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. Uh, how is baby Sandy Lowenstein? How is your baby <laughs> Leo? Lord. I don't... I, I gotta be honest. I don't think Sandy Lowenstein, as much as you wanted to, is gonna catch on as his nickname. Although saying that now, they're absolutely Jared is who's Sandy Lowenstein. I literally Shut just up, got three hundred to four hundred people to start calling your baby <laughs> Sandy Lowenstein. Uh, Leo's good. Good guy. He's he's um, he is twenty days old at this point. Okay. Um, Can he do math? No. Okay. That's disappointing. No. I'm gonna say this though. Every day, he is different. Somehow, okay. Right? Like, physically. Like you can see his little body, like, falling into place. Like, his little, his little nervous system is working itself out. You right. Know what I mean? um, but I am still convinced we're looking at... We're looking at a keeper. Okay. Center back. One of those. One of those. Has to be. Truly great sweeper keeper of the yes. future. Yes. Yes. Love it. Um... All right, let's let's get into the let's get into the nitty gritty. I'm, I'm saying this. I'm saying this right from go. I am not a good person to break this game down. I'm not a good choice to break this game down. You are. I'm really not, and the reason is I didn't watch a ton of it um, oh. during the game. I had stuff I had going on. I watched big chunks. Right. But I watched them from unusual angles, oh. and because of the result of the game. I have watched no highlights. No, I haven't either. I have not. Uh, I have read zero descriptions of the game. I have listened to zero descriptions of the I game. I even thought about it going into this. I was like, I should probably at least watch the highlights. I yeah, like, I, I thought that too. I just can't bring myself to do it. No, I have not. So I will talk about the game in very broad and general senses. So if you are here for a in-depth breakdown, this is of not the, the action, place to be. No. It's not. Uh, with keeping with the long-standing tradition of Scouse's house. Uh, podcasting, we will be focusing on the positive, and this game was not particularly positive. No. So uh, if you want in-depth analysis, I'm sure there are places you can go. I don't know, though, because I haven't gone looking for it. Uh, We'll talk more broadly, though. Okay. Uh, 
hell of a day. I would hell of a day. Uh, it was extremely busy for the front office, which I think is not surprising to anyone. No. Um, there are a lot of hands in the pot when you're uh, planning a game like this and when you're executing it. Uh, Real had some say. ESPN had some say. The USL League office had some say. Landon Donovan had U of some L, say. <laughs> U of L facilities management had some say. Landon Donovan was there. I've been asked repeatedly, and I'll tell you, no, I didn't go introduce myself. I was busy, and he was interfering. I didn't even know he was there until I like afterward. I saw stuff. I was like, "Wait, he was there?" <laughs> yeah, we had we had dignitaries on hand. Landon Donovan, if you're a fan of soccer in America, uh, you're aware he's one of the true greats of all time in American soccer, uh, and he is involved with USL San Diego now. I believe he's going to be their head coach yep. as well as one of their owners, yeah. and that's really exciting. And I'll be fascinated to hear how that goes. Um, but it's out west, so I'm sure I won't pay that much attention to <laughs> no, it. No. Um, but beyond that, uh, Carlos Cordero, the president of the United States Soccer Federation, was also present, yes. and uh, I also did not meet him. I did accidentally bump him with my shoulder. Um, that's the extent of my interaction with Carlos so Cordero. So you shoulder-checked. Yes. And I was like, Cordero, dude, out the way, on your right. But uh, Move, jabroni. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I got stuff to do. God, like you're the only person here. Um, the tailgate was rocking all day. Mm-hmm. I was thrilled. Doug and his merry band of uh, partners threw a hell of a party. Yeah. Uh, I checked in two or three times throughout the day, and they were having a blast and doing the doing the thing. It was a proper party over there. Yeah. Um, and then once the game got started, I had a couple of things I had to do. And otherwise, I tried to get to areas reminiscent of where I, I was like to say, be. So you, so you didn't stand. Did you have a chance to stand behind the goals they were attacking? That's usually what you do. No, I did not. Um, it was mandated by people, and I won't say who's mandating these things because I don't want to throw anybody under any buses. But uh, it was mandated that uh, there not be staffing directly behind any of the goals or even particularly close to behind any of the goals. Why? Uh, because this was an international broadcast. Um, so? And they, uh, th- this was a real nice chance for the USL to show off a product. And they wanted it to look as professional and un-high school-y as possible. And uh, employees of the team standing behind the goals going literally ape shit when you score is apparently not like the professional vibe they're aiming for. That's stupid. And so um, I was uh, in a meeting pretty much specifically to me requested (laughs) that I not be back there. And it was a meeting with some fancy folk uh, that I don't know how I got in the meeting in the first place. I found out later I was was only there so that I could be scolded from where I like to stand. So that was out. Uh, so I didn't get to stand in my exact normal spots. Mm. I got distracted from the game numerous times for official tasks. It was not the viewing experience I would have hoped. Right. Uh, and I assume that the fact that I had to deviate from my normal plans is a big part of why we lost. So. I was going to say, I mean, you, we talk all the time about all things being the same, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the opposite. There was a lot of stuff I didn't get to do. No, that's the opposite of all things being the same. Did you explain that to Brad? Um, Brad was not involved in the decision making of this. This goes this goes above Brad. He could Estes. have at least put in a good word. I mean, he's the president of the club, right? Yeah. Like, no. Uh, it, and also, some of this stuff was sort of delivered to me close to game time, where there wasn't a lot of there was no formal appeals process. 
for the uh, for the random third rung USL team employee. You come employee. get me next time. You I'll come get me next time that happens. All right, I'll, I'll talk that. to some people in their homes at night. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, tell me about your day. You uh, you were fathering all day. I was right? fathering nervously all day. Uh, you can ask my wife. I was just a wreck. Yeah, just a wreck. Um, phone in my hand the entire day, watching all the pictures come in on Twitter from. The tailgate did look awesome. I wish I could have gone. I was actually, <laughs> that morning, I was in Kroger, and I had on my, uh, you know, that black Louisville City sweatshirt I had? Sure. I love that sweatshirt. Great sweatshirt. Um, I had that on, and I was walking around. I was in the produce section, and I turn around, and there's, and I don't I don't know him. He looked vaguely familiar, and, you know, this is my fault for not having introduced myself better. But I turn around and there's somebody in full Louisville City gear. He's got his kit on. He's got a scarf on. He's got it like, and we he's ready both, to roll. We both looked at each other and just kind of gave each other the nod. Yeah. And I was like, "You going?" He was like, "It's the only place to be, man." Hell yeah! <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, love that, love so, that." Um, did some stuff around the house, and then you know, I, I had I had the distinct pleasure of being able to bring the Frank Frederick with me. The man amongst the men. The legend. The myth. <laughs> the legend. He is he is uh the the lady killer of all oh, lady man. killers. Um did he try to sneak a date in or did he just meet some chicks he there? He doesn't hey <laughs> he doesn't need to sneak anything, right? <laughs> he does, that's not his game. Okay. He doesn't sneak anything. Right. Um, and you go stag to most stuff because you have to you have to keep your options open. Well, you don't you don't uh, you don't take a deer carcass on a hunting trip. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, come on, um, <laughs> this is an amateur hour for Frank Frederick. Okay. Oh. So uh, no, yeah, we got there about an hour ahead of time. Traffic was bad, but it moved. It wasn't like I'm gonna miss this bad, right? And you expected it to be. Parking wasn't all that bad. Yeah, you know I mean, I found there's that that stretch of road. Yeah, right all there. the way down Floyd, you're gonna find something. There's some, there's like something yeah. in there. You're probably you gonna know? have to pay, but you're gonna find something. Yeah, uh, I didn't even have to pay. I found. Nice. I was like, there's no sign telling me I can't park here. So that which is not prohibited is allowed. I'm parking here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw you on the way in. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. I uh, I was going to pick up the uh, the marchers. Okay, yeah. Uh, I was on my way to go and uh, direct the marchers to get their butts into the stadium. I thought about joining the march to the match. Yeah. For a split second, I was like, I should. That'd be so much fun. Do the march to the match. But you don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. I go to my spot. Yeah. And... With things being as they were, I was not entirely convinced that everybody was going to be able to get their spots. I knew that space was being held for Scouse's house. Yeah. I knew there was space being held for the Coopers, yeah. for the March. But, you know, in this environment, you get a lot of... And casuals is even the wrong word. You get a lot of fans who come out of the woodwork. Yes. People who maybe don't come to every game, but in their heart of hearts, they think of themselves as a big city yeah, fan. Yeah, I even thought about that. I was like, the thing is, there are going to be people here who don't, and this is like, it's completely selfish to think this way, but I knew there were going to be people there who didn't understand the unspoken etiquette, yeah. almost, right. of the fan sections. Of, you know this I mean? is where I stand. This is, this is how we talk. This is the chant we do. Yeah. Uh, that that happens, and there's nothing you can do about that. And the bigger we become as a club, the more that's going to be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. That will be a thing on opening day in Lynn Family Stadium. Yeah. 
Uh, there were a couple of other instances throughout the game of even more specific stuff like that. For one thing, YSA happened quite a bit. So the you suck asshole was going on throughout yeah. the game. And to be fair, their keeper was Oh, he was an awful. Asshole. He was a little douchebag. I hate that kid. Uh, I, I never met him. He may be a perfectly lovely human being off the pitch. His antics on the pitch... Uh, were his antics on the pitch are what make me think he's an asshole off the pitch, and I think that that is a reasonable assumption to take. But uh, I can't really hold that opinion because I am an employee of the club, and so all of my opinions are my opinions alone yes. and don't necessarily reflect the opinions of Louisville City, our partners, our sponsors, or our affiliates. Um, but I will say I didn't love how he played on the pitch, although he did he did play very well. He just uh, was kind of unpleasant. We don't need it. We don't and, need uh, a lot of the stuff that he was doing. No. And when you start time-wasting in the 50th minute, like, that's not a good look. But whatever. Um, I mean, we've seen people carted for time-wasting that early. We have. We have. Um, with that being said, we heard some you suck asshole and that's not good. And, you know, on national TV, that's not the way to represent the brand. No. And I think sincerely that the the majority of our fan base gets that. Uh, that you don't want your introduction to an international audience of soccer fans to be, oh, these guys are both lame and uncreative. Yeah. Uh, but yet that was happening. There were a couple of instances of stuff being thrown that we're still investigating in certain ways. Yeah, I saw it was there a beer was, or something. There on, was, was like, uh, the there f- was who throws things. There was an uh, incident of violence. There was an incident of maybe inappropriate behavior on the pitch between some uh, uh, media outlets. Uh, there was stuff that sort of floated on the periphery of this game, mostly because it's people still being indoctrinated. Yeah. Uh, you want those fans to come to the game, and then you Absolutely. want you want the Scouses' houses and the Coopers and the the classic soccer fans to be able to say that's not how we do things, and to be able to sort of self police, not in any actual police way, but in a sort of demonstrate by your actions that this is how we are soccer fans. Um, but unfortunately, that sort of thing is going to happen in a big game like this. And also, a game on a weekend night. All the, both the other championships have been on weeknights. Yeah. And that limits some of the build. So you get a lot of people who can't get off work till 6. And that's still fine. You can make it to the game. But you didn't have five hours of drinking. Right. This game, the majority of fans had five hours of yeah. drinking leading up to it. And so stuff gets away from you a little bit in instances like that. Um all of that is stuff that's being reviewed, and we're trying to figure out the best ways to go about if, if there's any discipline necessary or how to prevent it for the future. Uh, yeah, no. That's, you know, it's all no good. Um, and that comes, like I say, with bringing in people who, in their heart of hearts, want to cheer for the team, but don't yeah. really know yeah. how to go about it yet. And you feel all the passion, yeah. you feel all the excitement, you see how much yeah, you just have to, energy yeah. there is, and sometimes people don't know how to let that out. you got to learn how to focus that. Yes. Focus that. On Ochoa. But, um, God, what a jerk. I will say this, David O'Connell, I was like, because I didn't even look at who the their keeper was, and I was like, who's the keeper? And he said, Ochoa. And David immediately, he told me, he's like, his name's Ochoa. We're going to call him Ochoka. <laughs> okay. I was like, ah, David. That's getting to work. Now we're talking. That's what you want. Um, and he was 18. Yeah. And, which is impressive that he's 18. And, and he seemed 18, which just made it even more 
tempting to try to mess with him because you knew he was going to react like an 18-year-old would react. And he did. On the field, he reacted to a lot of stuff in a way that an 18-year-old would. Um, Game gets kicked off. All the pageantry's over. Joe Valla, dynamite. Oh, my gosh. With the fireworks. The fireworks fireworks were great. Yeah, that was cool. That was a cool touch. Fireworks were great. Um, The flags on all the benches and all of the... I mean, the towels on all the benches and all the chairs... Were a pain. I mean, were they? They were lovely. They I would were imagine very, they were very cool. I would imagine they were um, a pain, but they were worth it. I feel like. I, I hope so too. I hope people enjoy them. They did. Um, game gets kicked off, and man, we came out like a house of fire. Honestly, and you can say this especially in retrospect, but at the time, I even thought this is kind of reminiscent of the Pittsburgh game, where Pittsburgh came out guns blazing and yeah. and burned out. And I, I thought, though, with our substitution patterns and if we get a lead, especially if we get a two-goal lead, it shouldn't matter. Um, but we got the one goal super fast. Seventh minute, sixth minute. Sixth minute. Uh, uh, frankly, from my angle, I thought Luke got it. I'm told Maggie got his toe to it first. He did. Both of them were there. Uh, both of them were there. Both of them were ready to punch it home. And we had, in the first 15, 20 minutes of that game, we had... Probably a chance to go up three or four nothing. Oh yeah, I thought Antoine's little chip. Oh, my I gosh. thought that was in. That was that was probably the most heartbreaking missed goal of this game because it was so pretty. And if it was, and that's the kind of goal that if it goes in, that's a kick to the nuts of the other team. Yeah, it's so pretty, and it was just it was right there. Yeah, that would have been two nil in like the twelfth minute. Oh my gosh, we had a couple of other nice chances, a yeah. couple of corners that looked like they might turn into something. Um, and we just couldn't find the back of the net. And uh, my overall analysis of this is that it was sort of emblematic of our entire mid-portion of the season where we yeah. were struggling, which was that we were playing really good soccer. We looked like the better team. Everything looked like it was going smoothly. We probably had four chances for every one of theirs, and theirs all went in, and ours yeah. mostly didn't. Uh, it was a rough game in and terms of chances gone wanting. Their goals were annoying goals. They were annoying. They were nice goals. I mean, I thought. Uh, he, let me let me right now give as much credit as I possibly can to uh, the Real Monarchs because deserving champions. They played exactly the game I think they would have wanted to play right from yeah. the beginning. When they had the ball, they were decisive with it, and when they didn't have the ball, they fell back into a block and yeah. said, "You're going to have to do something special to get a goal." After those first 15, 20 minutes, they really looked comfortable in defense. Even when we created nice chances, they were creating nice chances that they sort of, uh, you know, would have folded in. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, yeah, they're going to get their chances, and hopefully uh, we get a late block or uh, Ochoa can stand up against them, and they did. Um, and when they had the ball in our third, they looked really dangerous. Yeah. They were, they were a good team uh, and deserving champs. They outplayed us in the ways that matter in this game. I thought we were the better team. I think if you played that game ten times, I think we win it seven. Yeah. But uh, we only played it once, so... The way they played this game, and I've talked to several people about this, um, they played basically the way that we had been playing the last ten-ish games, including playoffs. Okay. And that, you know, we got an early goal. Think about the indie game and the Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm. They got early goals, mm-hmm. and then we came back. Yeah. Right? It, this was flipped. We got an early goal, and then they built their momentum 
for the rest of the game, which is kind of our thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, which kind of made it even more <laughs> disappointing. I'll tell you, even going into the half down 2-1, and then especially when they got their third goal, which was in something along the lines of the 70th minute, yeah. somewhere in that range, uh, I still really thought we were gonna win. I did too. Uh, it's it was very strange that in my in my head I created time limits. I was like, you know, if we get one back by the eighty fifth, we're still gonna find a way to get this third, and then it will beat them in overtime. I mean, in my, it wasn't even just like I was hoping that. I yeah. sincerely believed it. Yeah. And we had chance after chance well, after chance. Ownby so close. Oh, Hopano again close. Abdu close. Several real good chances. Luke with a couple of headers that looked like they might find their way. Maggie couldn't quite get the ball into his left foot a couple of times and had nice chances in the middle or at the top of the box. We had chances and chances yeah. and just couldn't find it. Own bees was specifically tough. Yeah, it got. It also got chippier. Not than I expected. It was always going to happen in a final when you're nursing a lead yeah. against a team that can attack the way we do. Um, it got real chippy. Yeah. Let's. I mean, here's the thing. We talk all the time about bad calls going for us, bad calls going against us. Every. I mean, and every team in the league can say that. Yeah. But holy crap. Call that handball. The handball was egregious. He juggled it behind his back. It hit both of his hands. It was egregious. I had a perfect view for that one and uh, saw it. Could not believe the side judge didn't call it. Uh, it was it was bad. And you well, and to me, it's it's a no matter where that is on the on the pitch, you call that. Yeah. Right. But that's in the box. You call that. That's a penalty. Yeah. And a penalty kick like that that puts us at two to three. Yep. That's the kind of thing that starts momentum. For oh us. yeah. And that's what's disappointing about it. And puts the other team on their back on back on their heels. And by that same token, though, we go up there, take that penalty, and miss, or Ocho gets a save, and suddenly they've got even more momentum, and it feels insurmountable at that point. Yeah, but you you know, I you would expect still to go up and make it. But have, I'm just saying. But I would still have rather taken the chance than. Oh, not. Well, sure. <laughs> right. Sure. You know what I mean? Like that is a possibility. But and frankly, God. I thought I haven't gone back and watched it, and I haven't even talked to anybody about this. But I thought Abdu got pretty thoroughly body checked in the in the box. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was. From my angle, it looked bad. But you know, maybe he was. Maybe I'm misreading that. Um, it felt like a couple of times. By that same token, when it got chippy, it felt like we maybe could have gotten had a player or two sent off. Yeah. Uh, during what appeared to be a mini brawl. Um, yeah. And it uh, felt like we may have been lucky to have survived that. Now the circumstances around it were maybe shady, but once it broke out, once it starts happening, yeah, uh, it looked like our guys probably gave better than they got. I feel like that's one of those cases, especially again in a playoff game, especially in the championship game, where refs are going to be like, you know what, we gave them this one, we'll give you all this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like maybe. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Uh, Tons of chances right up until the yeah. final whistle. We're still looking like we might get one back the whole time and just never quite did. Yeah. Um, I'm sure at some point in my life I will go back and watch film of this game. Mm-hmm. It won't be this summer, honestly. I, I, uh, I'm i going gonna, I'm gonna to come completely clean here and say that uh, after everything was said and done, after I had left the stadium... Um, 
a great number of the front office and uh, some fans, but mostly the front office and the players and the coaches went to a, an establishment to have uh, conciliatory drinks. And uh, before we went in, I sat out in my car and I just cried. Cried. As an adult man, I just sat in my own car with the car off, silently yeah. crying. It was unbelievably emotional. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know if I would have felt quite the same way as a fan last year if we had lost as I did as uh, an employee yeah. this year. I felt more emotionally invested, but not a lot more. And I, it was it was emotionally draining to me. I, you could see it on the players' faces out on the field while they were waiting to get their uh, medals, wanting to come off the field, and they were just all wrecked. It's brutal. You play an entire long season. You finally get here. You've been underdogs for weeks, and suddenly you're at home and you're the favorite, and everybody's predicting you're going to win, including Andy and I. Yeah. And uh, I said on last week's pod, I didn't like how confident I was about it. It made me yeah. uncomfortable being that confident. I really was that confident, and then they came out and slapped us in the face. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough. A lot of people have said it. It's tough because, for lack of a better term, we've just gotten used to winning. We have. But here's my takeaway from this. So I've thought about this a lot. I've not watched any of the highlights of the replay. Right. Um, I probably will not ever. Okay. But here's my takeaway. In general. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. Come with me on this. I'm going on a journey. Paint me a word picture. Five years of existence as a team. Been there, yeah. Okay. We go to the Eastern Conference Final all five of those years. Yeah. We win it. Three of those years. In a row. We get two championship cups. Yeah. Right? Five appearances, three wins, and two cups in five years of existence. Yeah. That's impressive. Five pieces of hardware in five years. That's a lot of that's a lot of cups to have in an office. That's a lot. That is. They actually moved me into a cupboard to make room. Yeah. Which makes sense. I am sad about the loss, obviously. Yeah, I would have loved to have had that to be able to say that we had that third championship. Yeah, but where we are versus where a lot of people thought we would be, I'm happy mm-hmm. with where we are. I come away from this season happy. Yeah, because going into a new stadium, going hungry into a new stadium, hungry. I do like that part of it. Going hungry into a new stadium. You worry about a little bit of complacency. If you're coming off three stars and opening in the new place, there will be no complacency. No complacency. The last thing in their mouth is bitter. Because now we know we can do it. And, and that we so can now be it's, it's like It's like the great white has the taste for blood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... So, I feel good about it. Okay. I really, really do. Super proud of the Eastern Conference Championship. <laughs> Unbelievably proud. Uh, to have brought a fifth cup in. And uh, I think if you had offered it to me at the very beginning of the year, if before the first game had been played, you had said, hey, listen, you're going to make the final, you're going to host the final, but you're going to lose. I think I would have taken that deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that I would have taken that deal. At the beginning of the year, I was crazy confident about this team. Yeah. And then it felt it was just such a strange year with the injuries and then the slow start and then the false starts where it was like, okay, here we go. Oh, no. Yeah. All right, now it's time to oh, – no, not yet. And then finally we did go on the run and we played brilliantly for the last three months of the season. Yep. And then you just come up just short. Um, 
and it and we came up just short in a way that tastes familiar because mm-hmm. it's what it looked like when we were struggling yeah. uh, just failure to finish and uh, a couple of uh, not even breakaways against us just comfortable nicely pl- well played goals that yeah. easily could have missed by just you know a thing yeah um, the third goal should have made me think we were gonna lose but didn't but it did start to settle settle in a little bit there. Like we we, we really could lose this game. Yeah. I still didn't think we would, but I realized okay, this is what we could be looking at yeah. a loss here. Um, it's brutal. It's brutally difficult. The Indy Eleven win and the Pittsburgh win will both live forever in uh, Lucidity lore. They're yeah. two of the, two of the great road wins the team's ever seen. Um, and an Eastern Conference Championship. I don't think you can ever be that mad about having a season where you. Uh, Win a cup. I mean, when even if it's not the cup, you won a cup. Yeah. Well, and when you if you look at Pittsburgh and Indy versus Real in a vacuum, yeah, you're more impressed with the two wins versus Pittsburgh and Indy than you are sad about a loss to Real. Sure. I in get my that. opinion, I get that. You know what I mean? Um, the other thing is that there's been on a lot on the USL subreddit. Um, there's been a lot of, obviously, like, the usual mockery. Uh, sure. You know I mean, like, oh, Real, and then... When you look back at all the times, what was it, the gift that somebody put out of the, are we the baddies? Yeah. And then several people leading up to, that week leading up to the to the game, called us the, uh, the evil empire. Sure. Of USL. Like, you know, if you're getting that much... Shade thrown at you it means you're doing something right. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> it means you're doing something right. Uh, and so it hurts. It it sucks to lose a game like that. It sucks when you're at first time. It's a lot of stuff we're not familiar with. We lost at Lynn first time ever. We lost a home playoff game first time ever. We lost a final first time ever. Mm-hmm. We lost to a Western Conference team first time ever. It was just a lot of firsts. Uh, ultimately proud of how the team played and i think history will treat this team kindly when you are when we're 10 years from now and you're watching the 15 year highlight film of lou city's history Mm -hmm. i think uh you'll get loud big loud pops for uh hopano's goal against indy (laughs) uh for uh paolo's goal against pittsburgh i think that those will be prominently placed and happily featured in that highlight video uh, right now, it's still a little fresh, yeah, and it sucks. Uh, people have been asking me what the mood is in the office, and I'll tell you that uh, Tuesday until about lunch, we didn't work Monday, but Tuesday until about lunch, it was uh, quiet. I mean, not quiet. Everybody was working, but I mean, it was there was less energy than there usually is in the office. By Tuesday after lunch, it was just hey, we got a lot of shit to do. Let's go, mm-hmm. opening up a brand new stadium putting together a great new team let's go we got work and uh i'm excited about where this club goes from here uh we will have plenty of time over the coming weeks to uh discuss what we want to see from the 2020 team Mm -hmm. um i imagine that we will start seeing some uh signings news Mm -hmm. in the coming days and weeks and so uh we'll react to those as we get them but I'll say that from this team, if you just told me today, right now, Evan, we're bringing back exactly the same squad. There will be zero changes. Everyone comes back next year. No changes. I'd run with that crew. 
Yeah, I'd see what we had. I'm not saying I think that I'd pick us to win it all. I'm not saying I think I'd pick pick us to finish last. I'm just saying I'd run it out there and see what we had, and I think I'd believe we were going to be competitive. Yeah. I don't think that'll be the case. Seems like there are some folks it who seems, are likely to no, leave, yeah. and I imagine there will be some folks we bring in. But I'm just saying, uh, uh, if you just told me today you're getting that same squad, I'd take that team. Uh, I'd take them into battle and trust them to come away with wins more often than not. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we'll get to that throughout the offseason. And let's let's talk a little bit about the offseason. Okay. Okay, so stuff that will be going on. Mm. There will be some, uh, some downtime. Right now, specifically, there's some supporter downtime. Yeah. Where until you get into middle of December... There's just not a whole lot. There's nothing. No. Uh, I believe that the Coopers currently have their board of directors election nominations going. They do. If you want to be on the Coopers board of directors and get to work occasionally with people like me mm-hmm. at the club, I strongly recommend that you that you run. Even if you don't believe you have any chance of winning whatsoever, it's nice to see the inner workings of it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the Coopers uh, are have a long history of working with the people who want to be involved. So even if you don't get elected by running, you're showing that you want to have a voice and uh, they take that seriously. So I recommend that if you're interested, then get out there and run. Uh, I imagine Scouse's house will do their annual meeting as they generally do in January. Yeah. Uh, have a election of new officials. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I imagine there'll be some turnover mm-hmm. as there has been. And uh, that's exciting. It's healthy. Uh, it is. It's the way you keep things fresh. Uh, what I will say is that for this offseason, I don't think there's ever been a more important offseason for the supporters to get it right. Uh, everything cool that the supporters do is stuff that they did, and the front office just sort of stayed out of the way. Uh, we want badly to have awesome new traditions in, yep. the, in the new stadium. We want badly to have the best environment for a game, the best environment for a tailgate, the invested environment for a post-game party. We want new march patterns and traditions and songs and, you know, we want it all. And we'll help however we can. Mm-hmm. But it's up to the front and it's up to the supporters groups to do it. Yeah. And you have a unique opportunity this year to to fold in 5 years of pretty good tradition as the supporters groups of Lou City into the new phase of Lou City, which will begin in Lynn Family Stadium. Yes. You, we, we don't know all kinds of stuff yet about where people are going to party, about where people are going to meet, about what times and what places are the coolest places to get a beer, and what songs do we sing in the what minute, and how do we... We just don't know that yet. And uh, I'm excited to find out what it's going to yeah. be. And uh, the people who are the... The, in the leadership and show up and try to participate in the supporters groups and the people who get to have a say in that. Yeah. Don't show up to the fourth game of the year and go, man, I wish we were doing this. I don't get why they're doing that. Man, they haven't even done one of these yet. Go tell them to do it ahead of time. Yeah. Like, go be involved. Be a part of the process. You have a unique opportunity this offseason to shape the direction of the support of this team yeah. for the forever. Yeah. And so I strongly recommend get involved this offseason. Don't show up to the final and go, this is awesome, and then not show up for 20 games or come to two games the following year and be like, I'm a huge fan. We appreciate you, and you're a fan. But to be a supporter is something else altogether different. Yeah. 
go be a supporter. Whether it's with Scouse's House, who we highly recommend, great great people, great time. Or whether it's with the Coopers, or whether it's with the Sheep's Pen, who's yeah. on their way. Or if you just think, I've got what it takes to start a brand new supporters group. Do it. Join the Groove Machine. Did you play an instrument in high school? Doesn't have to be a band, man. They'll fold you in if you know how to play the trumpet. Joe Bell you know will to... make sure to find you a thing to do. I imagine that uh, the Triple B vodcast is going on right now as yep. we're recording. And uh, they will incorporate you. If you've got some musical chops or if you just want to make a lot of noise, get involved. Go to a meeting. Go to a practice. Yep. Uh, this is... You're never going to have another chance to get in on the ground, ground floor of this. And this is one of those super rare things where we've had it for five years. We've built a culture, and now we get to, like, sand it into the real shape. Yeah. We have cracked the giant rock of granite mm-hmm. into the rough shape of what a great fanhood can look like. And now this offseason, this first season in Lynn, is going to be your chance to really turn it into a beautiful sculpture of yeah. what a truly great supporters groups can be. So get involved. It's my strong recommendation. If you're listening to this, you care enough about this team. Absolutely. (laughs) If if you are listening to us right now, you care enough about this team. I don't care if you live out of the state, out of the country, send emails. You know, we have incredible FaceTime technology where you can be at a meeting without being at the meeting. Be as involved as you want to be, but be involved. So, uh, if you're listening to this, you care enough to be one of those leaders. Yeah. And if you have the time to devote to it, it is a brutally difficult thing to do. And the people who do it well are unbelievably valuable. Yeah. So do it. Um, we will be going down to a, yes. a podcast every other week. Yeah, off-season. The good thing about soccer is that it's a relatively short off season yes yes and yet it seems like an eternity it does (laughs) it does uh we will be taking off thanksgiving week this coming week and then we will be uh recording one the following week and then i'm out of town for a week Mm -hmm. and then we'll record you know i think that would be two weeks before christmas and you'll get basically a pod every other week uh if we have to change our schedule up in any way we'll let you know yeah um it's been a lot of fun. It has been we've fun. done 81 pods. We're That's a lot. we're on the well we've done 80 and a half pods at this point. Yeah. And we are on the march to 100. Yeah. Uh, we announced a couple of weeks ago that Andy and I intend to only do 100 episodes. Now that's not saying we can't be coerced into being a guest on this pod Absolutely. or other pods. That's not to say that. But that the day-to-day, the week-to-week grind of hosting it every week, finding the time to get together, trying to book a guest, and then trying to be interesting for an hour a night when you may have had a tough day at work and you don't really feel like being charming. It's not as easy as I would have thought when we started it. It's it's rewarding, but it's time-consuming and uh, it takes a lot. And we are proud to have done it, but I think we're also ready to hand it off to a new generation. I feel like we gave it a good start. Yeah. Yeah. if you are interested in being the hosts of the uh, of the In the House podcast, contact Scouse. Yeah. The way I'm envisioning this working is that uh, we will show up for the uh, for the annual meeting in January, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully then uh, either Andy will be reelected as the town crier or someone new will be elected as the town crier, and those names will all go to that person. Yeah. <clears throat> and that person will uh, 
we'll start sending Andy and I yeah. some co-hosts yeah. to uh, basically come in and audition. And uh, Andy and I will give our feedback about uh, who can be really good at it and who can't. But we'll, ha- we'll bring a couple of people on and uh, have them sort of do a show with us. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun. To get to 100, especially with now essentially three and a half months of every other week. Yeah. We're talking probably like 10 weeks into the new season. Yeah. Because I mean, we'll probably do like 10 off-season pods and then yeah. 10 regular season yeah. pods. Something along those lines. Yeah. And uh, once we get there, once we get to 100, I'd like episode 101, somebody to be saying something other than salutations at the beginning of the pot. Unless that's how they choose as an homage to me. I don't. You don't think that's what will happen? I don't think they're going to do that. Fine. But uh, I hope that episode 101 uh, still is happening, and I hope that it's happening with somebody who can bring a fresh voice and a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. And again... I'm sure Andy and I will be happy to participate in some ways. Absolutely. Just not as the uh, week-to-week hosts. Absolutely. Um, so give your names to Scouse. Get them in, and uh, we'll, we'll work as a group to find some really good, interesting new voices. I thought that the Coopers this year did an awesome and admirable job of sort of transitioning their podcast. Yeah. Where for a very long time it had mostly been Brian Davis and Taylor Sorrells. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you had some new hosts sort of uh, phasing in and out throughout the begin- end of last year and the beginning of this year. And they found a, a lineup that really worked, I thought, with uh, Matt, Glenn, uh, and Ty Smith, yeah. and the occasional assist from Ken Luther. Yeah. I thought that that's a really nice Absolutely. lineup. I'm enjoying Barrel Proof a lot right now, and it's a slightly different taste than what you got from uh, Taylor and from Brian. And so uh, I hope that In the House can do something similar to that Mm -hmm. and uh, bring some new voices to the Lucidity table because it's important. And, uh, yeah, that's what I got for that. Yeah. I want to say a big thank you to Kenny Allward. Oh, man. The very masculine, very handsome. Virile. Young. uh, Potent. Strong. uh, Kenny Allward, who does so much work for Scouse's House behind the scenes and uh, also obviously produces this podcast for us after I send him unusable, raw, raw audio, and he turns it into something people can actually tune into. A lot of people don't realize this, but uh, when we send this to Kenny, there's at least a half an hour before and after of just white background noise. Yeah, yeah. A lot and, of people don't know that. And usually like 15 minutes of just belching in the middle oh, of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And uh, belching and cursing. And uh, Kenny turns that into something that apparently some of you find worth listening to. Yeah. And so, uh, big thanks to Kenny. Big thanks to Scouse. It's his house. Oh, uh, the work that that man puts in on uh, giving people in his supporters group a valuable and fun game day experience yeah. is enormous. He is a true ambassador for soccer in if this you, city. If you want inspiration, if you're on the fence about joining a supporters group, yeah. and you want inspiration, talk to Scouts. Yeah. Holy crap. He'll get you going. Oh, man. He'll get you going. Uh, he is he is a big part of why I am as big a fan of this team as I am. Yeah. I think that if it hadn't been for him in those first couple of years, yeah, we probably would have kept going to games, but I'm not sure I ever would have turned into the mega fan I did or let alone an employee like yeah. I am. And uh, so huge thanks to Scouse. Michael Bromelow, you are a, uh, a pillar in the soccer community of Louisville, and I'm proud to know you. Yeah. <sighs> thanks to everybody in Scouse's house 
for this year. Except uh, Jared. Except Jared Englert, who can, you know, go can ahead. go chew on rocks. But, uh, the <laughs> no, it's, it's a fun community, and it's, it's evolved. It's not exactly the community it was two years ago. It's mm-hmm. not exactly the community it is this year. But it's always a community I'm proud to be a part of, yeah. uh, proud to know. And uh, I don't obviously get to stand front and center in the crowd anymore and sing the songs and jeer at the keepers the way I once did. But I wouldn't have the opportunity to do what I'm doing if I hadn't gotten that opportunity yeah. to scouse. Yeah. And uh, I think that it is a sincerely valuable place to be, and the people in it generally want good things. There are going to be disagreements. There are going to be uh, moments of drama. There are going to be moments of uh, you know dis- displeasure with others. But that's going to be the case anywhere you get a couple hundred passionate people together. And so, uh, and I know that for a fact it's the same way in, in the Coopers. I know it's the same way in uh, the Gooners. I know mm-hmm. it's the same way in every supporters group on this planet. So uh, join these people. You won't regret spending a couple of hours a, a week hanging out with them. I never did. Um, this feels like it's the last show. It's the last show of this season, though. Yeah. The next show will kick off. It's an the, emotional show. The next show will kick off the off season. We'll start really talking. Off season shows are fun. Yeah. Because we get to talk about weird stuff. We do. Uh, my intention last year during the off season, we had Niall on and we had yeah. Oscar on, both of them during the off season. Yeah. Uh, my intention will be for us to have some players and some coaches and some uh, some front office folks be able to join us. Um, one person in particular I want to have on probably our next show, unless he's traveling for the holidays, is uh, El Oso himself, Lance McGarvey. Yeah. We didn't get to have Lance on this no, season. No, we didn't. He is crazy busy. You know, he's an actual employee of, you know, a company. Yeah. And then he gives his weekends to the team, and then he devotes, you know, his energy to uh, every Saturday morning doing a radio show. Yeah. He's uh, he's something special to this fan base. He's something special to me personally. And I'm uh, looking forward to having Lance on the show very soon. We wanted to do it before the end of this year, and it just never quite came to fruition. I'm not sure I've ever wanted to hug somebody just about looking like Lance. Yeah. Lance gives that off. You see Lance walk into a room and you're like, "That guy, that guy gives good hugs." Yeah, I bet that guy I can tell right can now. Really envelop <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, no, it's it's gonna be fun. Um, so I have Lance on. I hope that if we've got eight or so other shows, we probably do four with a player, a coach, or a front office member. Yeah. Um, however many it is, we'll, we'll work all that stuff out. Yeah, but it, yeah. one thing about the off-season shows is you have time to sort of schedule them. Yeah. Because it's not every week, so I can take a week of not bugging people and then bug people the following Monday. Yeah. It's nice. Um, you got off-season parties. There's the supporters' Christmas party. Yeah. Uh, details to follow. Uh, I believe that Lou City might be throwing a uh, supporters' really? Christmas party this year. Uh, more details to follow if that thing comes to fruition. So you have a couple of chances to get together with the Purple family over the holidays. Here's a question. Can I take my pants off? Um, I am not in charge of this party or the other party, and so I can say confidently I don't care. Okay. Um, if I am in some way going to be an official at this party, then no, you cannot take your pants off. Define off. Okay, um... I don't want to. Okay. Uh, all right, so we'll have those coming up. There's going to be stadium updates galore. Are we? Are you all doing anything uh, with supporters groups going into the new stadium? I have said this consistently, and the more I've said it, the more I'm not sure I have the authority to say it. Okay. But 
we are going, I'm just, we're gonna have a load in where we do a march into the match with the supporters groups mm -hmm. and we find out what's the best route in and uh, what gate would work best to get everybody in okay. and how do we set up the podiums for the for the capos and for the groove machine yeah, and yeah, where's yeah. Scouse going to hang his flags and how are we going to, where, where, how does this really work on a game day? Because you don't want to be figuring that out on the first game day. Right, right, no. Um, yeah. So we will do something like that for okay. the supporters groups. Like a dry run. Basically. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, I imagine that uh, we we have been talking, I can't describe to you how many people text, email, uh, call, smoke signal, anything me to see if they can get in and check it out. Because it's really cool. And I don't blame people for reaching out to me yeah. about that. And I have mostly said, we're working on it. <laughs> We'd love to get you in there. Maybe we can. Um, one thing people will have noticed is that many of the, the leadership of the supporters groups have been in and mm -hmm. posted some pictures. Yes, we have. And um, therein lies one of the benefits of being a uh, piece of the leadership of the supporters yeah. groups. Is uh, special perks like that. You get to do cool stuff. You do. So if you're on the fence about stuff, here's one of the ways that you can tell you to go ahead and do it. Um, we want badly to have some tour dates. Some dates that people can come out and check it out. Uh, it's in process. We're trying. And the people that I've told we're working on it, we really are working on it. It's complex legally. With uh, certificates of occupancy uh, yeah. and safety issues and also, uh, how do we say, it's also a big logistical challenge. It's like if we say, hey, the next four Sundays, come check out our new stadium between 8 and 5. Yeah. Well, what if everybody shows up at 9 o'clock on the first Sunday because, yeah. oh my god, I can't wait. Uh, it's really, we can't, we can only take certain numbers of people around it at, at a time. Yeah. Uh, we only have a certain number of safety equipment to give to the people to be able to walk them around. Uh, so do you make it a ticketed event? Uh, even if tickets are free, do you say, okay, you guys, this 50 people gets to come on between yeah. these times. And, oh, I showed up 20 minutes late. Does that mean I don't get to come in? It's a whole thing. And so we're working on it, and we'll hopefully have a way for people to do it. We want people in the stadium. It's an unbelievable experience. We want people to get to see it, to be able to experience it. We want you to be able to go in and tell all your friends about it and post pictures online right. so that everybody gets excited. It's not just as easy as, well, this guy knows Evan, so maybe he can get in there. It doesn't work that way. Uh, and it also doesn't work... That's. Are you sure? Because that's... That's exactly what I was going to do. Yeah, and you have only gone in <laughs> on uh, group tours with the other yeah. leadership of the supporters groups. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people, not me, there are people in our organization who have the authority to just say, yes, I'm taking you on a tour because I want to. Uh, I'm not one of them, and uh, that is usually reserved for... Somebody important. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm saying that any of you are not important. I'm no, just but like, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, yeah. You get where I'm coming from. Yeah, so yeah. we're working on it. We're hopefully going to have a really good way. Uh, the other thing is season ticket holders will probably, probably get to do a thing where they come to the stadium to pick up their uh, season ticket packages. Ooh. Uh, so that might be a thing. We're, we're, we're hopeful. We're working towards that. If that doesn't happen... Don't boo me. 
but uh, we're hopeful that that will happen with uh, your uh, your season ticket package. That'd be cool. Yeah, instead of getting a Manila envelope that has a scarf and a bundle of tickets in it, we're hoping to do something Have a little nicer than that. Scarf? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. All right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Okay. All right. A couple of pieces of news, and then we're gonna get out of here yeah. for uh, for the for our first break in yeah. you know like like thirty weeks. Yeah, man. I got um, a kid to take care of. Yeah, I've heard about that mind. kid, Sandy Lowenstein. He sounds awesome. Lowenstein. <laughs> um. Three players named to uh, all USL squads. Yeah. We had uh, both Magnus and Oscar named to the uh, first team, which is awesome and well-deserved. Yeah. Uh, Paco named to the second team, which I think was a little bit an honorary uh, title and a little bit the last two months of the season he was the best defender in the league. Yeah. And so it sort of balanced out. Yeah. Uh, not the best start to his season this year, but by the end of the year he was back to being Paco Craig, and that's really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, stadium news. Seats going in not long from now. Some seats going in not long from now. Uh, that's that's good stuff. Will Brad let me kick a ball on the... On 100% the no. Why? 100. I'm not sure that there will ever come a day where you will get to kick a ball on the turf there. Why? They're going to be unbelievably protective. Of... I'm not going to do anything to the grass. I'm you not... say that now, but that's what people who want to do something to the grass would say. Why would I want to do something to the grass? Why would I want to do that? That's what people who oh want God. to do something to the grass would say. Call Brad. Call him right now. <sighs> not calling Brad. <laughs> um, all told, we get the benefit of short off-seasons. Yeah. By playing in the mid to late November every year, <sighs> we get the benefit of not having to... Like, a lot of people were done the first week of November, yeah. the last week of October, and didn't ever get to see any soccer. They've been waiting. They've just been like, poor St. Louis fans have just been sitting there going, wouldn't it be great if we had soccer to pay attention to and care about? And they just haven't. And so we got several weeks of less off-season. I mean, our guys will be going to IMG Academy or wherever we decide to train. I don't know if we'll be training there again this year. I don't know how that works, how they decide where they're going, but where they've gone the last several years. Mm-hmm. They'll be leaving for training here in, like, six weeks? What, I mean, like, you know, late January, early February? Yeah. So, you know, not long from now. And you got the holidays to distract you, some good food, some good yeah. good times. And you got anything uh, else on your mind, anything that you're curious about, want to talk about? No, I just want to say it's been it's been a great season. That's it. Fan-wise, team-wise, club-wise, it's been great. Could not That's disagree it. with you. That is it. On that score. Wonderful year. Fun year podcasting with you again, buddy. You too, bud. Uh, 19 episodes to go. I say we rock them. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. We got to have one where we do something to do Come from somewhere weird. Yeah, I think uh, obviously the new stadium will be a big subject for the upcoming uh, pods, and the uh, the starting to be able to start seeing some players signing and yeah. all that will be a big part of the pods. And as I say, we got to have some some fun guests yeah. throughout the off season, and you out there have got to start deciding. Think right now to yourself, if I was about to begin a pod, yeah, what would I say? Yeah. 
I came up with salutations about 12 seconds before the pod true. started. That's a, that's the, a true story. The first pod, I was like, how should I introduce myself? And I was trying to think of big, ver- verbose, grandiose ways to say hello. You came up with salutations. Salutations. Go back and listen to the first pod we did, oh and it's God. not nearly as good of a salutations. I, I, I found my rhythm with that eventually. And you out there, future Scouse's House in the House podcast host, you could introduce the pod however you darn well please. Hi! Hello. That would be be terrible. Hello. But uh, also be thinking about how you would end every pod. Oh, yeah. Because Andy and I only ever end our pods one way, and that is by saying a very simple, very kind, very thorough, Go Go City. City!